0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Catch-Up Time Podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa McDonald, and if you're new here, welcome, welcome. If you listened before, I'm so glad you found your way back here today. My hope is that you find this conversation uplifting and that it puts a pep in your step as you go about your day. On this show, we'll shine the spotlight on real people just like you and me. You'll get to listen in on real conversations amongst friends as we explore an array of topics and take the discussion in any direction we choose. Along the way, we'll uncover truths and life lessons that we can all relate to and apply in our own lives. Knowing that we're not alone is incredibly powerful, and hearing how others have pivoted and adapted is inspirational. Join me each week as we discover new possibilities to grow, to be better, to be more productive, and to live happier, more fulfilling lives. Check out my Instagram and follow me at ketchup underscore time, like the condiment and the herb. (laughs) And be sure to hit subscribe to the Ketchup Time podcast, where you'll find some brightness and positivity to light up your day. All right, let's get started. Do you have a friend who just always makes you laugh no matter what mood you're in? Someone who lives to make others smile? Well, you're in luck today, meet Emmanuel Smart, a.k.a. DJ Chocolate Rain. He's on today's show and he will most certainly have that effect on you. We originally met back in 2014 at the Orlando World Center Marriott, which you've heard me mention a few times here on the show. Over the course of about five years or so, we both grew and advanced in our respective careers. Coming up on this episode, he'll tell the story of how he became the resident DJ at the world's largest Marriott, and he'll share experiences DJing live events all over the globe. From epic pool parties to fancy cruises in Sydney, Australia. He has emceed corporate events and elegant weddings and everything in between. If you need a hype guy, he is your man. He recently made the move out of Florida and headed to Atlanta, Georgia, where he hopes to take himself and his business to the next level. Emmanuel, or Manny as his friends call him, is a world-class DJ and a content creator. He records and edits all of his own videos, Produces his own mixes and over the quarantine, he started hosting live Friday night dance parties, bringing the party right to your own home. I should also mention what a diehard Crocs fan Manny is. He is not afraid to show his love of the Croc and he will tell anyone he meets how much he loves their products. Shout out to Crocs. Manny wants to be a brand ambassador. So if anyone knows someone who works for Crocs, please contact Manny. Crocs, you don't know what you're missing. Also, I should mention that this episode was not sponsored by Crocs, but Crocs, if you're listening, feel free to sponsor me too. Okay, moving on. (laughs) You can find Manny on Instagram, Facebook, and Clubhouse at DJ Chocolate Rain, which I'll link in the show notes below. I hope this conversation puts a smile on your face and reminds you to keep dreaming and to aim higher. Sending love and light always. Here we go. Hey, you. We're here. (laughs) We are here. Look at that shirt. We we coordinated this, I think. Is that watermelons? Yes, Yes, it is. It is. You are quite something. That is very nice. Yes. How's everything? Did you end up making it to uh, Atlanta?
1: I did. It was horrible no, <laughs> it not was not. such yeah it was such a long day like um, just like the whole process is just so long it was horrible
0: well at least you made it in one piece and everybody you know was safe and and you got and you got there so
1: i did i did i did
0: um, but I'm super excited to hear everything you've been going through this year, how your DG business has been, um, affected and just everything you've been doing to try and put pe- smiles on people's faces. Um, I'm always so impressed by everything I see that you do on social media and, um, and we can just dive right into it. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure.
0: Always a pleasure, man. Talking to you when we went to that, um, that Justin Timberlake concert that you so gracefully brought me to when I was pregnant and couldn't have really a lot of fun but you graced me with these tickets i was like oh my god really are we seriously going i mean that was just incredible manny tell that story because i love you actually like asked my husband (laughs) um can i take your wife to a concert please
1: (laughs) so i mean pretty much like i just i just i i love justin timberlake and uh, i know you had like a huge love for it and uh you know he came into town and that's like one of my bucket list concerts was to go see him and so i saw that he was coming into town and uh i think at that point like i just signed like a big contract with something and i made like bad money so i was like you know what like i'm splurged i'm gonna get good seats and i was just like wait but like who am i gonna go with i have nobody who i would take and i'm like boom Alyssa, she's always jamming <laughs> into Justin Timberlake in the office, yes. you know, doing her little white girl dances and stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay. you know what, like, I, I want to take her, but I was like, all right, like, let me ask Mark, let me see if he's like, he's fine with that. Like, so he's like, I was like, yo, like, you know, I want to surprise her with tickets but blah blah little, blah. Like, can I take her? He's like, yeah, bro. Like, that's that's super dope. He's like, I'm kind of jealous because I love JT too. I was like, oh, uh, extra. But you know, so he's like, all right, like, that's fine. So you know I got the tickets or whatever and then I think I think I would I just like put an envelope on your desk or something yeah, like that really, and yeah. and I was like I was like open it or whatever and you open it you're like shut up no way, no way.
0: <laughs> that doesn't sound like me <laughs> I don't know what but, you're yeah. talking
1: about <laughs> but, yeah it was, it was so much fun we met up with uh, Devin and Raul mm-hmm. and had dinner before and it was Great oh, incredible Great. yeah we were
0: like right by I mean the the stage that it was the 2020 concert oh no really, no it was yeah. no, no it was man of the woods yes man of the, of the woods.
1: woods yep
0: so that showed the 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 stage like rotated or something and it was like 360 like he was like on the back of it and we were on the back side of it but where he, the
1: stage was yeah right
0: but he was like ultimately in front like 16 rows up I mean yep. these were like incredible tickets You really outdid yourself. That was, for a pregnant woman at that point in my life, like, I couldn't have asked for anything better and a better friend to go with me. Holy moly. It was really something special. I do remember um, in the office, the girls would always be mad at me because I would be blasting JT all the time, anytime that I was in charge of the radio. Because you got us, for the office, remember you got us that Bluetooth speaker?
1: Bluetooth speaker, yeah, yeah
0: and I had control. I gotta take care of my ladies. I gotta
1: take care of the ladies. <laughs> no, that was
0: dangerous. They were like, Alyssa, stop playing that song, please. It was like on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny is that now Ollie is like obsessed with JT too. We uh we um, have, he like the no-no song he calls it. It's the say something. No, no, uh, okay. no, no, He calls it the no-no yeah. song. Um, uh, he, I mean, it must just be in our blood because we were at the concert. He was in my belly. I don't know. Maybe he's just uh, like a born, he's like yeah, a fan, yeah. you know? so yeah but anyway that was such a fun time but I remember you telling me at that uh during the drive to the show you were telling me about you wanting to move out to Atlanta and that was <clears throat> that was probably 2017 2018 no 2018 mm-hmm. I was yeah like it was it was and you had you were early
1: home. on I if I can see
0: yeah it was probably only a few months because that was like sometime over the summer I think so I was I was I don't think
1: like, you were showing yet
0: not terribly, I felt it, but I, I mean, you know, I, I probably wasn't yeah. showing that much, but um, but I just remember that was just such a fun night. Oh my God, thank you for taking me.
1: It was it was really dope, yeah. my energy. We were singing like little girls the whole time. And it, was, it was good, it was good, I loved it.
0: Oh, it was amazing. But I bring that up because I remember going to that concert and talking to you in the car ride. We drove together to that show and we were talking on the way there about you moving to Atlanta that even yeah. at that point it was a dream for you to move out there and and you just recently moved there over the last like week or two you just got out there
1: yes yes so I, I'm like super excited I got here on uh, on Saturday and it was probably one of the worst news I've ever had but uh it, it was it was it was great like just to be here and just kind of be settled in but it, it was kind of crazy I mean I got Uh, you know, I got one of the biggest uh, Penske trucks that Mm -hmm, you can get. mm -hmm. And I've driven big trucks before, but this was just like next level. And so like loading it up for my one story house wasn't that big of a deal. And then moving it or coming into the Atlanta area, I live like downtown. And so like the streets are very, very Mm -hmm. narrow. So it was super scary kind of going around the different turns and going down you know, different roads and almost hitting cars. (laughs) uh, Like, you know, once I got to my Harvard complex, it was super narrow and you know, bringing it up and down the stairs was, was a lot. And then after I loaded it up at my house, I, you know, with my storage unit, unloaded like my, my DJ mm-hmm. gear and just like getting getting to the storage unit was was crazy. Cause like I was, I was turning down one of the roads and trying not to hit the cars, but I, I turned it too wide and I hit a construction site. And uh, <laughs> and so like the truck, ends. and so mm-hmm. I got stuck. I was trying to back up, trying to go for it. Oh. I couldn't move. So I like messed up the mirror and stuff. So like oh, I get out and I'm like pulling up traffic and like, uh, like I look and like my the truck, Uh, the barricade is stuck under the gas tank so I had to like pull it Mm. out and then like all these metal pipes fell There was like 50 pipes and I'm like moving them one by one and like all these stages are helping me move (laughs) because I I hit the fence and nobody can move so it was was a very very interesting experience to add to my list of uh, movie time stuff (laughs) uh, in my life but it it was it was very great and I'm glad I'm here and I'm settled.
0: And you're settled now so what are your plans now that you're in Atlanta I mean you were based here in Orlando as a DJ for the last Ten years or so. How long have you been DJing yep. down
1: here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, eleven years. Eleven years. Actually.
0: And so, yeah. for you, I mean, you were a wedding DJ. You did a lot of like corporate events and live events um, as like a DJ. But what what prompted the move to Atlanta ultimately that that led you where
1: you are today? So I feel like I feel like in Orlando uh, or just Florida in general, you kind of uh, you hit your peak. Uh, you know, I've I've been in Orlando for eleven years, and I've I had so many fair share of people that uh I call I call Orlando like a communal city so I have a lot of fair share of friends that you know really really good people they come in they're there for maybe a year year and a half and then like they they just step and go and they go on to bigger and better things and I feel like Orlando is a very good starter city for that and you make your connections and then you kind of figure out how life works Mm. and then once you figure it out you're like boom I want to go to bigger bigger and um, better things so for my particular career I I wanted to um I was doing weddings and you know, I was doing corporate gigs. I did work for Royal Caribbean too. So I was able to, uh, travel to Sydney and, um, New Zealand and, you know, DJ out there and meet some very cool people. But, um, you know, once I came back and I was getting kind of back into the swing of things as well, I kind of, I, I think like with, with the whole Corona thing, I was, uh, you know, I was making money and I was, I was fine. But I think with, with the whole Corona thing, I was able to kind of sit back and just be like, all right, cool. Like, do I still kind of enjoy what I'm doing? Like, am I happy? And I and I realized I wasn't happy. Like, you know, I'm doing weddings and, you know, they were kind of a lot of pressure to take on, uh, you know, because people, they dream about this day their whole life yeah. and I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. So like, yeah, both of those things hand in hand, it's a lot of stress. So I realized I'm also weddings and stuff are stressing me out. So I wanted to I've always, I've always liked to DJ for big crowds and like, you know, DJing at the Marriott World Center, I was able to, you know, DJ for big corporate corporate parties and, you know, be around that crowd and feed off those people and just be able to not have as much pressure. It's just more so I'm just DJing and just having a good time. And so I feel like, um, you know kind of and i also want to kind of make my own remixes and make my own songs and, and as well so uh i switched into the kind of producing side getting out of the wedding side mm-hmm. and uh and, and atlanta the music seems very very uh very very dope it has you know you have your just different genres that you can you can get into in your different pockets around atlanta that you can get into music wise so my ultimate goal is to either tour as a dj or a drummer um and i want to play like music festivals and do concerts and just produce and you know make remixes and Hopefully uh, I can take off from that.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're off to a great start. The fact that you've already had all of that experience in the bag and you just, you know, it seems like you're in the right place for it to just explode. And hopefully over the next, you know, year, two, three, uh, we start to see lift, like the restrictions being lifted for live events and things like that because right now obviously things are so shut down. But this is the perfect time to kind of cultivate all of that and grow your network out there now that you're now, you know, newly based in Atlanta. I mean, for yeah. I agree with you with weddings, like even as an event planner, it's one of the most stressful types of events to run because it's so personal. And like you as a DJ being in that industry for as long as you were, what were people like on the most important day of their life as they put it, you know, like people dream about this day as a, as a, a bride or, you know, a groom even like, how are people when, when you met with them, like before and after what were some of the like patterns you saw from people?
1: Um, so pretty much, I would say I, when I, when I take on couples for weddings, I'm very particular in who I take on. I don't, I don't do that whole bridezilla thing. Like, that's just like, not, mm-hmm. <coughs> not my thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, you know, I kind of, uh, I get a lot of referrals, so I, I just meet with them and, you know, usually kind of make sure we're the same vibe, uh, you know, make sure we're in the kind of their price range or that they're in my price range, whatever you want to say. It. Uh, but like one of the biggest things is like them just being kind of flexible and them just kind of being easygoing because like I said, it's still, it's a lot of pressure taken on these days. And if they're a very like high, strong, like high maintenance type of person, I, and then like, I can't, I can't be able to kind of do my craft. And you know, I kind of like guide them through the night and just like you know, like just kind of have fun. I think I think the biggest the biggest part of it is you know once we get through kind of like the ceremony, the reception, and all that, and all that stuff. Like uh, when it gets to the party time, like I want to I want them to have like a good crowd that's like out there dancing, having a good time. Like that's that's my type of crowd, and that's the type of people that I like to take on. And you know, just because I give them ample opportunity to give me playlists, mm-hmm. so you know I'm like you know whatever you want to hear, like, you know, I'll give them like a planning packet and they fill it out, like whatever songs they want for the night. And then for, for their like, you know, party time or, uh, you know, uh, pre-ceremony and cocktail hour, I'm like, yo, build a Spotify playlist, you know, you know, play the song, give me the songs that you want to hear. And then for your party time, give me the songs you want to hear. And then I'll just work those songs into the night. And that's pretty much what I do. It. And it's kind of a working formula that I do. And, you know, I really take pride in myself of, you know, being really personal and getting out there on the dance floor, getting everybody going, keep a high energy, you know, doing the line dances, whatever they want to do. But, you know, that's something that I really take pride in. And, uh, <clears throat> but, but weddings, man, they're just, they're just a lot. And, you know, I, I've ha- I've been very blessed in the fact of having a lot of really cool couples and, um, you know, capturing all those great moments and, you know, making them happy. You know, I, I have my fair share of bad weddings too. I'm not, not going to say it's perfect because it definitely isn't, but, uh, but yeah, but, but I would say like 97% of my weddings have been you know, flawless and been really good, good couple and good people and um, lifetime friends after that. I,
0: I remember our DJ at our wedding was like, he was more important than the hotel, more important than the food, like the DJ really does make or break the event, doesn't it? Like, and if you have a crummy yeah. DJ who's not bringing people onto the dance floor and you're just like, everyone's, you know, a bunch of like, you know, crickets, what's, what's the point of having a DJ? You want somebody to like high energy to bring it in. I imagine that is very stressful for, for someone like you. and that's a lot of pressure so you decided to uh, yeah. try and get out of that yeah and
1: like that's the biggest thing like people don't realize is that the dj really does make a breaker wedding like you know you can you i mean i feel like you know you need a good dj you need a good photographer a good videographer and you know maybe good food but at the end of the day like the dj is or band or whatever you get that's an entertainment for the night like they make or break your wedding. that's what people remember they don't really care yeah. about the food yeah. they don't really care about the pitch like if you're if you're like trying to have a good night and memorable night like you have to have a good dj or band whatever type of entertainment you're having because you know that's that's where everything lies and like at the end of the day like i'm the master of ceremonies or mc so i'm making sure that the night goes to go uh goes through smoothly like you know you're staying on time so like everything's not rushed yeah. like you know checking in with you like there's just a lot that goes into the whole you know, DJing aspect of it. And people think I just kind of show up and play, press play. It's like, no, like I do up lighting, I do photography, I do videography, I do, you know, photo booths. Like, there's a lot that we offer. So I really, you know, put my all into it. And I take my job very, very seriously. And, you know, weddings are a lot.
0: <laughs> weddings are a lot. I, I, can, I can imagine it really does set the tone for the whole night. Um, but transitioning into more corporate gigs and what you were doing at the World Center, I mean, you were basically playing all of the pool parties for all of the big holidays. So like fourth of July they would bring you out, they would have you yep. there for the whole weekend. Pretty
1: much I was out there for like every major holiday, you know, if it's spring break or July fourth or whatever it is. And so depending on where that holiday formed or kind of who what how like when the guests were in there, like they're you know, the highest capacity, uh they would have me out there for three, four days in a row, five days in a row, maybe a week, depending on when it was. <clears throat> and uh so yes, yeah, so I will be out there and you know i would i would uh the the royal center has their own kind of sound system and stuff like that so it started off where i would bring my own sound and then they progressively make the pool better so it was kind of cool to uh just kind of plug and play and i would play songs for there'll be thousands of people at that pool and you know i'm I'm playing songs for them you know i'll take requests I was like a little request hour like i would do a thing where they have tv screens out there and you know they can post a picture of themselves and They would show uh, with the hashtag, I don't know, it was like shut down pool or something like that. And then they would show up live time on Mm -hmm. the screen of them having like fun at the pool. I would run like different contests so they can like the the parents can win like free drinks. You know, I would do dances with the kids. I would, you know, have a little uh, T-shirt shooting off cannon and, you know, I'd be shooting off, uh, you know, shirts into the pool and, you know, everybody's doing songs oh like you know they had this huge uh volleyball thing and there'll be a whole bunch of people in the pool and they'll be like hitting it all around and it was just really really fun thing to do and you know I, I think one of my, my favorite parties was probably New Year's Eve I was out there and I did like a full set and then like it ended with like a fireworks show and that was like so much fun mm-hmm. Uh but yeah the DJ out there for the for five years was, was definitely one of my my funnest times and that was a, another challenging thing too because You know, being at the pool, there's just people from all ethnicities and ages and, you know, you have to make sure the music's clean and you have to kind of appease to kind of everybody. So that was something that was really fun and I was able to, you know, build my library with, you know, having that request hour and people sending me the songs they want to hear. So it's just it's just cool, you know, doing weddings and doing uh, doing the pool gigs like that because you really get to see what people want and you forget about a lot of songs that you normally wouldn't have. Um, but yeah, doing that okay. at the pool, and then I think I think honestly my favorite was doing the corporate gigs because those you kind of just show up. They do the little award ceremonies, and I'm just like sitting there chilling. And then like once the party starts, you know, I usually do like maybe like karaoke to start off the night or something like that. But like once it's time for me to DJ and stuff, like those people are out there because it's usually open bar, so everybody's just having yeah dancing <laughs> like
0: and they've all been networking all day, like cooped up inside. They just want to like have yeah. a good time with their friends. Yeah, and- so that's yeah. my favorite. Do you remember um what was the big event that we always like shut down the hotel workers yeah. comp yes. oh my god you yes. DJed for workers yes. comp yes. right yes. oh my they like shut down the lobby and you basically had like a DJ booth up on like, like a the, floor up, pretty much. was like, like the, the mezzanine lo- yeah like a floor up so you were able to like, look down on the crowd that place was yep. hopping and we like the whole hotel was basically just this one group. Incredible. Yeah, and those
1: lawyers and doctors, all of them, they love the party and drinks. So it, it, it and was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, was like a three night or so that I would DJ out there. So that was that was super fun.
0: How many years did you do that for uh
1: I did I, I think all together I I DJ at the Marriott for about five years. And that was very interesting. I mean I got it just from serving uh there and you know Lindsay. Lindsay Smith, she's, she's she's my girl, man. She got me in there, and uh, you know she's like, you know, what do you want to do uh, at the Marriott? And everybody there was there for like hospitality, and I was like, you know, I feel like the, at the at the World Center, this is like the biggest Marriott in the world. I feel like they should have their own, you know, resident DJ. And she was like, all right, I'll see what see what I can do, and she kind of put me in there, and I started off doing like little small parties in Ciro, and then kind of took off doing the pool and then next thing you know I'm doing like conventions and stuff so it, it was it was a good progression and I made a lot I met a lot of people and I was able to start DJing uh, uh, fly out to different other Marriotts too as the people that I served with you know moved on and you know went in events and stuff like that so you know I have to get the Gaylord and you know different other hotels in Texas and all over Florida so it, it was a really really great experience uh, DJing there and networking with everybody.
0: Yeah, and it's all about the people you know. I mean, Lindsay, not for nothing, hopefully she's listening to this. She gave so many of us our, like, an opportunity to progress in the company. She saw something within you, mm-hmm. even as a, a server, you know what I mean? At, like one of the restaurants, she saw something in you that you could do bigger and better. And how can I help you? And that was something that I think that wasn't uh, afforded to a lot of people, but she really made it like her job to to present these opportunities to people and, and push them to their potential to, you know, be a mentor and to, to help you achieve your dreams. I don't know. I think that, uh, she definitely, for me as well in my career, she definitely helped progress and you need somebody in your corner like that, especially at a corporate level.
1: Yes. Yes. So it was, it was very great to have somebody like that in my life. And I had multiple people like that in my life there and everybody that's, I think that was the best thing about the world center. Like it was such a, even though there's so many people that work there, it was such a family. Like you walk in the hallways, everybody's saying hi to you, even if they don't know you. Like you know, by the end, yeah. by the time I left there, like Chocolate Ray, Chuckler, like nobody even said my real name, Chocolate Ray, Chocolate Ray DJ. DJ. Oh like, my god. god! You know, it was just so <laughs> great, and just you know, even from there, I was able to DJ of people's you know um, family parties or you know other weddings, yeah. and like that. So it was just a, a great all around place to be, and uh, I do miss, I truly miss that place. That that was a yeah. good place to work at.
0: Yeah, I agree. It was home for a very long time, and I do miss it. A lot of people, you know, that have been on the show, I met at the World Center, and um, I I, I, look, I walk down public, you know, Publix for example. I, I go down the aisle, and I'm like saying hi to everybody that I you know walk by, and it's like everyone just what is this weirdo talking to me? It's like that's just the culture that was there, and, yep. and I even at like when I worked at other Marriotts, like that was the type of environment it was. I think people are just. In hospitality, like, a different breed. You find, like, when you're doing these gigs and stuff, like, do you have some of those introverts? Is it your, like, goal to get them up and dancing? Yeah,
1: I. I it's, it's funny that you say that. actually, I've had some, I would say, I would say about 50% of my parties, I always have somebody come up to me and it's like, oh my gosh, bro, like, That was like the best, you're like the best DJ ever. Like, I, like my, like, I remember this one part. He's like, yo, my grandma was out there and she was twerking on the dance floor. And I've never seen my grandma dance like that. Like, what in the world? Like, man, you just had this, this thing over you. And it's just, it's just really funny and crazy to see, like, this, this people just, that are just out there just having a good time and just like, just bringing joy to people, like get, like seeing that joy on people's face, like literally brings me joy. Like I try to bring that energy. And and like I said, it's, it's hard being a DJ because like, you know, you do have those crowds where it's like pulling teeth. Like I've done, I would say 10% of my gigs where the crowd is just not feeling it. I don't care what you yeah. put on. I don't care if you put on their favorite song. They're not even tapping their foot. They are implanted in those seats and like, that's it. So those, those are the really hard ones. But like I said, I always try to take on gigs where people are out there and they're willing to dance. Like I don't have to be like, "All right, guys, let's go! Come on!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I think I, my my line that I usually use now, since uh, since we, I've been DJing events after uh, COVID. So if people are oh, yeah. like, people are kind of sitting in their chairs, I was like, "All right, guys, like you guys had all quarantine to sit on your couch. This right here is a celebration. So everybody, get up right now and let's get on the." Oh, like, that's good. Like, Woo! And then they like get up and start dancing. So. That's my line that I kind of oh. use since quarantine uh, and, and it works. People are like, I'm like, that's yeah, a good tactic. Yeah, because yeah. we yeah. have to get back, I guess, back in the swing of things. But but yeah, it's 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 great. And it's and it's great to kind of, you know, uh, feed off of people's energy. And, you know, that's I, I feel like that's the yeah. only way that I'm a good DJ is if the crowd's good. Like, I can't if I had to sit there and kind of be like, oh, I don't know what to play next. Or mm, I think maybe this is going to yeah. work like so no, like the crowd's reacting. Like that's how I know what direction to go in and, you know, you know, go that way and get the par- keep the party going. But, but yeah.
0: Well, you were doing like such a beautiful thing over quarantine. Like you were basically bringing the party to people's houses. So explain what you were doing. You were, you were doing like zoom calls, just like this, like you and I are on, but you were opening it up to the public. Yeah, pretty
1: much so. I mean, it started off where when quarantine kind of first hit, I was like, dang, like, I want to do something with my friends. Uh, because we all can't see each other. And I was like, hmm, let me do kind of like a virtual party. And so I just kind of went on Zoom. I had no clue how none of this stuff worked, And I just plugged my laptop. I was like, hey, everybody, like, come join my Zoom party on Friday. And you know, everybody just kind of wear a hat. And that'll be the theme. So everybody didn't know what they were doing, but they kind of just showed up and I'm sitting at the link. And I was, I think I was streaming on Twitch too for people that didn't have Zoom. And uh, everybody kind of just showed up and I'm just like DJing and people are dancing in their houses. And I was like, wow, this is like super cool. I think the first time I did it was probably like 40 people or something. And, That's yeah, it, and yeah. so I was like, yo, oh my God, like that was so much fun. And I kind of recorded it and I, I posted it on Facebook and um and uh, Instagram and stuff. And you know, those 40 people to- told probably another 40 people. And you know, the next week there's, I think there's about like 80 to about hundred people on the next one. And it just, it just took off. It, it just blew up. And it, it just, like, you know, every week I just had, like, different things. I did, like, a Corona prom where everybody dressed up and, you know, they had their makeup and stuff like that. And then I did, like, uh, Halloween. I did Christmas in July. You know, I did an EDM theme. Everybody's wearing all their, like, bright colors and stuff like that. So it was kind of cool to bring, like, a different theme each week so it wasn't the same. Because that's my biggest thing when I DJ. I try to make sure it's not the same uh the same thing or, or every time you hear me it's not the same like so it was just kind of cool to switch it up and then like you know people able to kind of request songs and so it just blew up man like it was just like, like i have over 100 people like in the zoom room from all over the world i have people from the uk i've been from columbia i had people you know in cali texas you know new york like it was just so cool to kind of bring all these people together and uh just you know dance in their living room and just get drunk because like people wanted to feel normal and that was the biggest thing nobody was feeling normal anymore they're kind of trapped in their house and nobody had anything to look forward to so like I, I had people like man like it's been great like you know i have something to look forward to every friday you know there's nothing else really going on so you know i get to dress up and you know see people and you know kind of feel normal so that was that was something that was really fun and then i, I you know and then like i was like hey man like you know you're doing the service for everybody like you know you should be getting paid for this and i was like yeah like and they're like, yo, just put your Venmo like up in the top corner. Like how? Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like all right, cool. Exactly. So I put my Venmo on the screen. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll make like 50 bucks or something. I even met bet, made bets to my friends. Like, yeah, I'll probably make like 50 bucks. And I'm making like 450 bucks the first night that I put my Venmo mm-hmm. up. And it was just like super dope because I was like, dang, I didn't even know how I was gonna pay my bills. And I was like, you know, like it just, you know, the money came in. It was just, it was just really great. And like, I think that my my favorite part about it was at the end of the night after I spent finished DJing, and everybody was I was able to unmute everybody and we were able to just just like talk to each other and play like, you know, never have I ever and just like a lot of cool games. And I think the best part was just like, none of these people would have ever met if we weren't on zoom. And we just had like a little family. And and by the end of the quarantine and You know, it, it, you know, it started, uh, the numbers started definitely going down because, you know, in Florida and down South, like everything started opening up. So people started doing things, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just, it was just really great to kind of bring people together. You know, I was able to be on the news twice for it, you know, for throwing Mm -hmm. like a a prom for like the high school students and stuff like that. But, you know, it it was just a really great, great thing and and a great way to bring people together. And, you know, from that, I had a lot of friends that, uh, you know, work for different corporations, And they wanted to do like the whole virtual party with their, with their corporation. So I was able to do that, get paid for it, made them some hype videos to get the people from the company, you know, excited to to do it. I think the first one I did was a, was a Tiger, Tiger King theme party. So (laughs) everybody's dressed up like Tiger King and like, you know, they they did the the little award shows and stuff like that to do at a regular convention. And at the end, at the end, like, you know, I started DJing for them and everybody's dancing in little costumes and they're drinking and having a good time. Even the CEO was getting lit. So it oh was just God. it was just a great th- great thing for me and like I'm still getting paid and I, I'm getting paid the same if not more and I'm only in my living room you know with just, with, with just yeah. looking looking nice from the from the top up so you know it was just <laughs> great and, and um you know another way to kind of interact with people because like, like there was a lot of DJs doing live streams and all they were doing was just posting on Instagram or doing Facebook lives and Instagram and so
0: mm-hmm.
1: I feel like that's just like not personal and like I said I pride myself on kind of being personal as a DJ so being on Zoom and you know DJing and like you know thro- th- throwing the people kind of up on the screen when they're in the family room, it's kind of like being on the jumbotron, you know, in the basketball game. So when you see yourself on the jumbotron, you're like, oh man, like you know, you get all excited, like. <laughs> so like you know that's what I would do. I throw people um I, it's called spotlighting. So I spotlight them on Zoom, and I'll be like, all right, like if you come on screen, you know, I want to see you dancing. Or like I'll be like, all right, like if you come on screen, like I wanna see you chugging your drink. So, you know, I'll throw people on the screen and they start chugging their drink and they start dancing or they're doing the keep it shuffle, whatever it is. Like it was just really, really cool to interact with people and just like, you know, have a good time and I had the green screen in the back, I'm just throwing like random crap on there. People like, what the hell is behind you? But I think it was cool, like people were able to do the green screen too. So I think they call them like virtual backgrounds. So
0: Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. at one
1: point like People just kept on pulling up all these embarrassing pictures of me and putting it as their background. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) and it just became like a a freaking uh, contest of who has a worse picture of me. And it was just so funny. Like I had childhood friends that were throwing like little elementary school pictures of me with my mystic teeth and, and my band pictures and stuff. But. It was just really, really cool to to have that moment. I think I probably did it for like three months. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was was just really fun and a nice way to kind of feel normal again.
0: Absolutely. And that's what people were craving. I mean, for so long and even still, I mean, so many people are not comfortable going out into the world yet. I mean, I know that Florida is open for business and that's, you know, where the clubs are open and the bars and stuff you you said you were doing gigs at clubs right now is that right how does this work like are bars Um, open like the dance floor
1: yeah so bar bar, in florida bars are open um i have done my fair share of weddings um it's just i mean the bars the bars are open i mean most of them they're like oh you know they do like temperature checks i guess when you walk in and then they have Mm -hmm. like you know you have to wear your mask or something but I think once the drinks start flowing those masks come off and it's kind of just like whatever but you know I'm still doing events and then like with weddings uh, usually all the vendors uh, wear masks the whole time especially like the food people um, and then the guests it's just kind of up to their discretion if they want to wear it or not because it's like a private par- property so they don't you know really force anybody but you know most of the weddings I've done are kind of outside so you
0: know you, oh, got, you got the open
1: air type of thing but uh, but yeah I mean uh, I've done probably maybe 15 just- 15, 15 to twenty weddings so far since uh, post COVID. I even did one in Denver. Uh that was that was so much fun. Uh very beautiful out there. But oh, uh, yeah. but yeah, so I've done my fair share of weddings, they're still going on and uh it's it's been a good time, honestly.
0: How many weddings have you done? Have you ever have you counted? Have you ever kept track of like how oh, many man. weddings in total you've done?
1: Uh I would say maybe like uh i would say close to maybe 150 200 i would say maybe somewhere somewhere in that range yeah
0: that's some i mean that's a lot of weddings a lot of people that you know you're you're very like front and center in their special day it's pretty incredible that's a lot
1: Mm that's a lot
0: it so is. what are you looking to do when you are now in Atlanta? I mean, you're you're basically like building your network out there. You utilizing some of your Marriott contacts and seeing who out there you can get in touch with to do more like corporate gigs. Do you want to do the pool parties and things like that out there?
1: Yeah, so um, I actually connected with uh, this area called The Battery, which is where like the Atlanta Braves play. So there's like a lot of uh, uh, restaurants and like little bars and clubs in there. And so the Omni Hotel is in the outfield of the Atlanta Braves Stadium. So um, they have like on their second floor, there's like a pool with a balcony that overlooks the stadium. So when they hit the balls, it can come into there. And so <laughs> I-, I was actually there on, uh, on this past Monday and I they do this thing there called like Motown Mondays. Um, and they had a little bar competition and I was there, I kind of met like some of the managers and stuff. So uh, I actually been in contact with one of the GM, the GM of that hotel and uh, I'm just right now, I'm in the process of just sitting over my pri- pricing list and uh, I can, the baseball season starts, uh, the preseason just started over the weekend. So um, I'll be uh, hopefully DJing out there at the hominy Hotel. Like they, they said, that the DJ's at the pool and stuff like that. So uh, hopefully I get that. And uh, you know, I, I do want to do, get back into the corporate side. So I'm trying to get like the Marriott Marquis and you know, the different big hotels out here. Uh, there is a big convention, uh, it's called uh, Black People Travel that comes out here. So supposed to be at the Marriott Marquis. And, I'll be in contact with them. That's uh, that's in um, October, I want to say. So that's, that's going to be like a good networking event for me to DJ at. And, you know, pretty much I want to do a lot of the bars and clubs. And ultimately, I want to do like a music festival, which there's a lot of right. them that, that, that happen out here. So, you know, hopefully you know, I'll be like an early DJ time slot or whatever. But my ultimate goal is to, you know, I want to do like EDC Orlando. I want to do, you know, Tomorrow World and just like big music festivals like that um, would be, you know, my ultimate goal to do.
0: That sounds amazing. When do you foresee these things like really getting back to pre COVID? I mean, years from now or like, no, you said I, that there's, you said that, you know, you think sooner?
1: Oh, yeah. Cause at this rate, like if everybody starts getting vaccinated, I, I would say by summertime, everybody should be vaccinated. My sister works with CDC. So she's kind of like, you know, informing me on a lot of stuff. But I would say if everybody's kind of vaccinated or a lot, whoever, you know, can get this vaccination by like, I would say by the summertime. Uh, Everything's starting starting to kind of open up because even like in different like Texas just opened up, like right. California's opening up a little bit, Chicago's opening up a little bit. So you know people are starting to get back in the swing of things. But I think once the the vaccine is out and people are vaccinated, I think stuff's going to go back to normal. But I would say no later than next year, like this time next year, I would say it'll be regular. uh But I mean, there's a lot of like music festivals that are kind of still on. At, at this point um that are going on. I mean, I went to a, a Diplo concert a couple of weeks ago, uh in Orlando. So I mean there's there's concerts and things going on. I mean we have the Super Bowl in Tampa. You know, they're doing stuff on oh, yeah. there. Like, you know, there's yeah. a lot of things still popping off. But uh I think it's just like more so of like uh people starting to try to I guess accept that stuff is going on. So that's just been a big thing, you know, the whole Corona thing, like, you know, people are very like in the middle. So It's, you know, however you want to think, but like, you know, like at the end of the day, I need to pay my bills, so I'm still going to do these events, you know, I'll be safe about it, but, but yeah, I'm doing them.
0: Yeah, well, that's just it. Everyone's comfort level is, you know, a different stage right now, and.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just gonna be one of those things where you just kind of, the industry is kind of waiting for that first, I would say that first, like, music festival, like, to be, like, to set the bar, so it's like, all right, Um, like, you know, maybe like I've been talking to a couple people in the industry, they're like, oh, you know, maybe there's like a, a contact tracing app. So you have to download it. And then like, you know, uh, there can be like, uh, you know, I, I think the whole ber- like temperature check or, you know, there's a lot of safety precautions, I guess, that goes into it. Maybe you have to get like a COVID test right before and then, you know, show it to the festival or, you know, before you get in, like there's just like a lot of safety precautions. But I think at the end of the day, it comes to which big company or you know, which big company is going to do that big event first or big concert first yep, and yeah. then like they're going to take the, the blunt of it and then like other people are just going to be ballsy it's like all right like we're just going to do this and then just go with it and then once people you just keep on doing it until people kind of be like all right like whatever acceptable and then they kind of just go balls to the walls but One I, after I think another after another yeah, yeah yeah but i think the biggest thing is that once the vaccine is out people are going to be once it's what's just like out for the public and everybody can get it I think that's when people are gonna be, you know, more comfortable. But uh, I don't know, we'll we'll see. We will see. Oh yeah.
0: I think everyone's just these are things that probably we should have been doing all along and washing our hands and you know, not touching our faces and you know, hand sanitizer and not going out when we're sick and things like that. It's just being more aware of it now. And hopefully that's the takeaway from this last year. Are there any takeaways that you've come to find after this last year for yourself?
1: Um, I mean, just to piggyback on that whole, like, being clean thing, it's just amazing amount of people that didn't wash their hands, like, it is just so right? nasty, like, oh, oh like, yes. even like the shopping cart, is like, dang, Publix, like, you guys never cleaned those shopping carts before, like, you know, Nothing. it's just like so much stuff that you realize that people didn't do that were just so nasty. So, I'm just, so glad, I'm just glad that this this virus made people a little bit cleaner because I know people are still nasty. But I just <laughs> know that this virus made pe- uh, people a little bit cleaner. And uh, this one couple tried to fight me in Publix because that's I was walking it. the wrong direction,
0: <gasps> you know, down
1: the aisle when that was a thing. And that was just oh, like
0: yes. uh-huh. ridiculous,
1: ridiculous. But that's the thing. It just made people so hostile and on edge. And, yeah. you know, everybody was to yeah. fight everybody. But, you know, it's calmed down, I would say, a lot. Uh, from hundred mm-hmm. percent, I would say it's probably like sixty percent right now. But it's just it's just put everybody on edge. And um, but I, I think for me, this whole COVID experience has been really great. Um, you know, I've been able to like I, I would say I'm a def- I'm a totally different person from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one. Like I, I've learned so much about myself and you know, I kind of evaluate like my friend circle who I kind of keep around myself. And, you know, it's just been great to kind of have that moment to kind of sit back and the whole I feel like the whole world needed that reset. Because everybody's just in their own bubble and they're just go, 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 go. And so everybody was just like, literally ran into a brick wall, boom. And they're like, wow, like, am I happy? Or do I like my job? Or, cause a lot of people did lose their jobs. And there's so many people that just started over and just did other things that they've always wanted to do and that they weren't able to do. So I think it's just been a great, great way for people to reinvent themselves. And I was able to reinvent myself and, you know, learn new things. And, you know, if it's new hobbies or whatever it is, like, I, I, you know, a lot of people say there's a lot of negative stuff, but I feel like there's more positive stuff at the end of the day, even with just like racism and stuff. Like people didn't even know like racism was still a thing. And I'm like, how did you not know racism was still a thing? So like, That's it's just crazy. been, yeah, it's just been crazy and like, and great to see how people kind of like open up their eyes to what's going on in the world, not just in their world, but in everybody else's world and see kind of the problems that are going around. So it's just, it's just been great in that aspect to me.
0: I could not agree more. I think that, like you said, there have been obviously a lot of negative things that have come out of COVID and a lot of hostility just based on the the fact that there was so much like uncertainty and like, people were scared and anxious just because they they were worried about their loved ones and their jobs obviously and but i feel like there was a lot of positives that that came to fruition because of all of that there were a lot of people like like you that were able to kind of take a step inward and be like do i even like doing this anymore taking a pause like because you're on that go 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 always like you didn't have an a, an opportunity to really reevaluate am I happy doing this? I've been doing it for 11 years. Is it still giving me pleasure? Is it still fulfilling me? Okay. Well, if not, what else can I do? What else do I like to do? And and kind of having that chance to pivot and change. And I I think that what you've been able to do and, and the fact that you're out there, man, I think it's just a testament to like everything that you've learned during this whole year, probably the fact that you finally took that step and you wouldn't have had that opportunity probably otherwise to, you know, follow your dreams.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I had a conversation with my friend and I was just like, I was just like, yo, like, you know, I, I'm going to stay here in Florida for no, for another year. i my lease. And, you know, I'm going to kind of see what, what happens with COVID. She's like, what? Like, why? Why would you do that? You're So you're telling me that if COVID goes on for another five years, you're just going to keep on renewing your lease. And I was okay. like, she's like, just, just leave now. Just, you know, this is the best opportunity. Like, I was like, you know what, like, you're right. I was like, you know, I really, I've always been moved to Atlanta. That's where my heart is. I'm not happy here in Orlando. And so I, I, I was just like, you know what? Like, I feel like this is the best time to reinvent myself and start, start fresh because a lot of cities, and a lot of places are restarting. Like, you know, they're looking for new DJs and, you know, this position, that position, especially in our, you know, realm of entertainment. So I was like, you know what, like, I'll just move there and, you know, I'll make my connections and by the summertime or, you know, the end of the year, Christmas time and stuff, I'll be established and I'll be, you know, making money and the next thing you know, whatever connects I have, I'll probably be, you know, doing the music festivals and the concerts that I want to do. So it's just been super, super dope and I'm glad I, you know, have, you know, uh, people in my life that are just like, yo, like chase your dreams, like, you know, don't don't keep on holding yourself back and keeping yourself at this low bar and so like something that I kind of always take pride in and making sure that I am happy with what I'm doing because, you know, at the end of the day, like there's a lot of people that have their nine to five jobs and you know maybe they're making good money, but they're always complaining and not happy. And I don't ever want to be that person. And so that's why I kind of chose DJing and that's where my heart is and making people, you know, happy and, you know, like dancing and, and the music bring it. I feel like music is such like a universal language. Like it literally speaks to everybody. I think music and sports are the two things that bring people together all around the world. And so, you know, being able to spread that joy and bring that joy to people has been uh, been amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's brilliant. And you obviously have a gift for it because people are just drawn to you. Like you said, you you get stopped in the stores. I'm also one of those people who people just like seem to divulge a lot of things about themselves. And I'm like, I was just asking where I could find the cucumbers right, or whatever. Right. Like, um, <laughs> Mark always like gets so annoyed because he's like, stop talking everyone. I'm like, I'm not talking to them. They are talking to me. We are just two piece in a pod. You and yeah. me, that's all. Yeah, We're just, people are drawn to us. But it's something in you that they are drawn to. Obviously, it's like that light in you, that spark. They want to, they feed off of that and they like, you know, they, they feel it. But what would you say to somebody who's starting out if they were wanting to pursue, uh, you know, a, a career or a different path? Like, what's the first
1: step? I think the biggest thing is like sitting back, you know, whatever job you're at and you're just like, yo, a- am I happy? Are you... Making enough money to survive. Are you like living paycheck to paycheck? Like if you if you are, what can I do that you know could make me happy and like pay my bills? And so you kind of just figure out what that is. And like the, 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 I think the biggest thing that's great for us these days in 2022 or 21 whatever year we're in uh, is that <laughs> it
0: feels like it's like what year is it?
1: <laughs> you have you have YouTube at your disposal. YouTube is the new free school. Anything yep. you need to learn, like, right now, I'm trying to get sponsored by Crocs. That's my biggest thing. I Like, by the end of this year, I will be sponsored by Crocs. And yep. so I, I like, you know, posted a video, and then, like, you know, go post a video, like, tag Crocs, like, you know, go online, and, like, you know, I, I've uh, like, kind of registered to be, like, a brand ambassador, and, and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, hopefully, you know, my application is approved and stuff like that. So I'm just taking different outlets to achieve those goals, and, like, you just have to kind of just set goals for yourself. And honestly just do it because like i said the internet is is an endless place of information that is there for free and whatever you want to do just look it up and you can do it and just don't be lazy because you know you don't want to be stuck in that rut every day working your nine to five or whatever it is that you do and if you don't enjoy it like you need to, you need to live life and you only have one life i don't care like i don't i don't ever want to be that person where i'm like you know, 60, 70 years old and like, dang, I wish I did this Dang, I wish I did that. Like, no, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, me, I was like, you know, I'm single. I don't have any kids. Like I'm going to move to Atlanta. I'm going to do what I want to do and take advantage of this. So that's the biggest thing with me. And I'm, I've been blessed to uh, have this opportunity to do a lot of amazing things that people <laughs> wanted to do in their life. So I, I just say, you know, I don't care what age you are. Like, you know, do it. There's really do nothing it. stopping you. Just do it. So just like Nike. Do it.
0: Like Nike, yeah. No, man, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's it's literally it's baby steps. You have this like ultimate goal, and maybe it's like big and lofty now, and you can it it seems very, um, you know, uh, it's on you can't even fathom how you could even get there, right? Like at a certain point, you're just like it, it's too big, you know. And it's just taking those baby steps along the way to get you to that goal. And maybe along the way it changes and you f- figure out a different path or whatever. But it, it just, it gets easier and easier as you take those baby steps. And you are right, YouTube has become my biggest search engine. I mean, I am always on there. We pay for a premium subscription. It's something we, we use it every single day, literally. Mm-hmm. We're, we're learning how to garden. I use it for my podcast. how to edit on GarageBand. Literally, you were asking me the other day, like how do I start the podcast? It's literally researching on the internet. Like, how do you even do this? I don't know. I started and I just kind of researched my way through it. That's like really how I was able to start this because I feel like um, I didn't have that knowledge before, but I learned it. You can figure anything out at this point. The information yeah. is there.
1: I think I think the biggest, one of my biggest milestones and test to like what, I, what I'm talking about, like what I want to do. And that's why I'm like so... Uh, <clears throat> so ecstatic about what I'm doing right now is that my, my when I when I did the cruise ship drop like I literally went on a cruise with my friends for spring break and I'm on there and I'm like this DJ is trash, and I was like yo I could see myself like being on a cruise like DJing for all these people and traveling all the, around the world so I came back and you know I, I met I was going back to I think I was meeting up with one of my DJ friends to get like something for from him or whatever and I was like hey like you know like I, I want to uh get into djing for cruise ships he's like oh i actually know a guy that that gets the uh, hires djs to be on crew for all the different cruise lines i was like no way he's like yeah sends me the connection and uh i hit him up i, I uh, sent him a uh, message on facebook or whatever and he made me like uh they call him like a dj press kit which is pretty much like a a what are the things you need for a job? A resume or, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's the DJ press case. So he made it look look all nice. i a professional picture. He made me like a one minute video or I had to make like a one minute video like showing what I do. And then like a a 20 minute demo for the cruise ships to listen to. And uh, so he made that for me and he sent it to every major cruise ship line. Literally I was hired in a week. Oh
0: my God.
1: And I was able to, uh, you know, work for work in Sydney and New Zealand. And that was like my, he's like, he's like, bro you wouldn't believe where you're going to go. And I was like, what? And he's just like, yo, like you got a job out in, in Sydney, in Sydney, Australia. I'm like, what? That is like my, my dream place to work. Oh and so just to be able to, you know, like, that's why I feel like I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty lazy person. And so like, I feel like anytime I put my mind to something and anytime anybody could put their mind to something, you can do it. So yeah. I, sp- I spoke yeah. life. I was like, I can work on this cruise ship. I want to do this and I put my mind to it and, you know, I did it. So that's that's what mo- that's why I'm so motivated to, you know, be like, you know, I know I'm going to do, you know, be sponsored by Crocs. I know I'm going to do music festivals. I know I'm going to do this, do that because I put my, I'm going to put my mind to it and I'm going to take myself to that next level. And you have mm-hmm. to, you know, be your own cheerleader. And that's kind of what I do. And, and, you know, you know, hopefully we come back in a, in a year or so and i am gonna be like, you remember that conversation? Yes, I am here right now, and I'll be sending you tickets, and you're gonna be front row VIP, whatever, whatever it is. So, oh uh, I I can't wait for that to happen, and I feel so great about it. And I have so many great people out here in Atlanta that you know have been you know taking me out to the different bars, different clubs, introducing to the different people, and you know even even uh, going on the Q and A yesterday with uh, with Melissa, and you know she mm-hmm. has a person that actually works in the music festival uh, industry and plans So know. I'm like, what? So she just connect me on LinkedIn. You know, after I hop on off of here, I'm going to try to connect with him and see if he can help me out. But it's Brilliant. just great. And and like, I think the biggest thing that I can, that I've learned over life is to have a business card and whoever you meet, exchange a business card or give them their business card. And when you mm. get their business card right on the back, the conversation you had with them. So if we, we had a conversation about beats uh and how nasty they are i'm gonna write that conversation on the back and you store <laughs> you store all of those business cards in a little little hamper or a plastic bag whatever you can and then you you uh you hit and then like you know like a like, let's say if you want to like you know free tickets to disney or a tattoo or an insurance person or a lawyer whatever it is you're like oh i met a person that does this and you go in your little bag and you pull it out and then you text them or email whatever you want to do like hey like i need a tattoo on my butt like do you think you can help me out or whatever it is you <laughs> never know who you meet that can help you out in the future and it's so it's so insane and so like you know i call i call myself a social slut i love to meet new people and you know you know learn about them and stuff like that so you know like i said like just hand out your business card you know talk to people be social kind of step out of your, your uh your comfort zone in your box and you never know who you're gonna meet and you always be nice to everybody that's the thing you mean people it might screw you later and like next thing you know, like you're going for a job interview with they're the manager, you know, you do, so. Right?
0: <laughs> right, you never know. Yeah, yeah it's so are. true, it's so true. I mean, that is like words to live by. Be nice to everybody. It doesn't hurt, it doesn't hurt you to be nice. Like, yeah. why, can't, why can't everyone just do that? It's like such a simple thing, but I, <laughs> it is a small world and people talk, you never want to burn bridges, that is for sure. Yeah, for sure um that that tattoo on your butt is it the picture of a beat or <laughs> is it? I'm just curious
1: you don't have to no show no tattoo me. here no tattoo here girl oh
0: okay yeah, just clean.
1: curious it's clean it's clean <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that that's a good tidbit though like a little inside joke that then you can like you know in in order to get you know perhaps whatever it is you need out of them be like hey remember when we talked about that silly thing by the way can I hit you up for this or whatever it is but that's a nice way to keep in touch with people I like that mm-hmm. So I want to hear more about your Crocs journey. So how did that even get started? You were you just have always been obsessed with Crocs, or was there like a specific thing that happened?
1: No. So I uh, working on Royal Caribbean, you're not able to, um, you know, able to have open toe shoes. And Mm -hmm. so I'm wearing sneakers, and you know I'm DJing on the pool deck. And and when you're on a cruise ship, like the the pool water always splashes over because the the cruise is moving back and forth, back and uh, swaying back and back and forth and so my shoes would get wet and you know when you're on the cruise working you don't have a lot of clothes and stuff like that so uh in New Zealand um fun fact that's where Crocs were actually invented is that right so, yes yes so I'm there and uh I um go past the croc store and I'm like hey like these are perfect because they're closed to shoes and they can get wet so I, I bought them kind of as a joke, but I really didn't need them. And I'm like, I'm on one of my uh, canoe. I'm in New Zealand. I'm in the water. And I take my first video. I'm like, hey, look at this beautiful water, all this, you know, the mountains or whatever. And I was like, look at my crops. And I was like, yes, they're amazing. And then everybody just started roasting me. And like, and that's how this joke started. It was like five years ago. That's how the joke started. And I kind of started running. With, like I, I started, you know, running with it as a joke. And then I realized how comfortable what they were and I just started buying Crocs every single year and kept on running with it and you know people just started as soon as they see Crocs they see me and so they just started kind of like running with it and it was just it was just great and I I just actually really grew a big love for them and I started like the past two years started doing like Croc exchanges with my friends which is pretty much like I send them like four or five Crocs that I like on the the website because usually during Black Friday or whatever they'll have like great sales and they send me four or five pairs that they like And then uh, we'll just like buy each other the Crocs and then we'll like meet up in person and we'll exchange them. And we're like, oh my God, these Crocs are great. So this past year, I did like four Croc exchanges. So I got four new pairs and they're all bomb. And it's been kind of a great way to kind of get my friends involved. And, you know, I single-handedly converted so many people that were haters of Crocs. I don't understand. Why are
0: people haters? They are so comfortable.
1: They are. They are. And I think Mm -hmm. it's just like an industry thing. Like, oh, you hate Crocs, they're ugly. But like what people don't understand is that there's Crocs aren't the only form of Crocs. There's a various forms of Crocs that are very good-looking ladies. I'm telling you, check it out. There is so many great styles that you can walk in public and be not yeah. ashamed of it. So, you know that's the thing. And like they just came out with sneakers this year, which I started wearing, which are fantastic. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's just a great brand, and they're, they're you know decently priced, and they're they're good material, and they last you for for you know a year and some change. So, I, that's why I run with them and uh, Crocs. I want to be sponsored soon. So
0: I am ready for it. And uh, you you say you speak it into existence, right? And you say it enough and you tell enough people and it will happen. I I definitely uh, am confident it will happen for you.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: you. I mean, they're comfortable. Why not? I I did like it does seem to happen every time I see something on Facebook or, you know, you're scrolling the Internet on Pinterest or whatever, and you see a meme and it's Crocs, you pop into my head and I'm like, I got to tag Manny in this.
1: <laughs> yep, I'm telling you, the amount of memes a week that I get tagged in, like, and it's funny because, like, uh, let's see, uh, like, I think the big thing was, like, I think the balls one that goes on the back of the Crocs or, like, the 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 Crocs with like, the spurs, you know, like, for boots, and, like, yep. the, some, some website will post it on Facebook or Instagram, whatever it is, and whatever is posted new, everybody and their mom was tagging me. And it's to the point where like, you know, let's say you tag me on Facebook and then like I don't know, Betty Sue tagged me to like, Oh, I already saw you were tagged forty times and I'm still gonna tag you. I thought of you from Crocs, so <laughs> <laughs> All right guys, like just submit your love for Crocs because I know you guys love it. So I see yeah. you need to
0: start a petition. Like they ha- how do they not have you like already on their list? They you have, have gotten their attention.
1: I don't know, but I, I my last post on Instagram, I posted it and I had over, you know, two hundred people uh tag them, so hopefully I get some kind of recognition soon. But like I said, I, my application was in, yes, last night. So I'm just waiting to uh, to hear back to be a brand ambassador. Right. So hopefully all I can right. get it and start giving those discounts to all my friends.
0: Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. And with discounts, all right,
1: all right. Well, yeah. we'll see what
0: happens. So with the, you were saying like these videos that you're making, you are very talented behind the camera and in front of the camera. I mean, you're editing and putting together all these like montages of things and like putting them on. Are you looking at doing like a YouTube channel?
1: Uh, yeah, so I, I did start a YouTube channel. Um, I'm gonna also post, like, past events and like events that I do on there. I'm trying to, I kind of want to start a podcast or um, just, I don't know. I, I think, yeah, I'm going to start a podcast on there. I guess maybe like a, more, I guess, a video version of it. Because uh, there's, just, like, a lot of things that people either just don't know that, like, what we go in, like, what goes into DJing and, like, you know, if it's, you know, I I think I'm gonna just do like different realms of it. So, you know, when you come for like brides and grooms, they're like looking for their DJ. So I'm gonna give them kind of like steps of like, you know, what you what you look for in a good DJ. uh, What's Mm. a bad DJ? um, You know, what, how how do you pick a DJ for your event? You know, I'm gonna go over like DJ etiquette, like, you know, just a lot of things, you know, even talking to DJs, like how to organize the crates and how to read a crowd or, you know, um, I'm not really big into the whole like, you know, having the top of the line equipment, and all that stuff. But, you know, I can ex- uh, I can explain kind of like, you know, the basis of DJing. But this is a lot of topics that I can hit uh yeah. DJing wise that people I think would be pretty interested in. So, you know, I, ha- I have the TikTok. I have the YouTube. So I'm just trying to figure out which direction I want to go in. But um I have started like a little cooking show uh, with some people some actual shit, real chefs and then like some friends that just like to cook so that's something that I'm getting into trying to you know be on the healthier side and so you know I want to bring on different chefs that can cook some things that are uh you know maybe unhealthy and like good you know that are you know I did my first episode with the front trap supreme uh that they have from taco belt mm-hmm, so I did that mm-hmm. with my friends which looks you know fantastic and uh so I just yeah I just want to show like different different ways to cook different things and you know, show how you can be healthy, you can be unhealthy. And, you know, I'm going to try to, you know, hit those vegan stuff and the vegetarian stuff and hit it it all because, you know, people like to learn how to cook different, you know, things. So Mm -hmm. that's something that I kind of been expanding on because, you know, I don't want to be just a DJ. Like, I feel like I can, uh, you know, I went to school for film and stuff like that. So, you know, I can video edit, I can do all that stuff. So I kind of want to show all the different, I'll call myself a Crayola box of things that I can do. Uh, to, you know, kind of showcase my my talents and uh, bring bring more joy to people in different ways than just um, DJing.
0: Love it, love it, love it. You are a content creator. If that's what it is called. Yes,
1: that's that's me. It's hard to think of content, but, uh, but yeah, I try to put it that there.
0: It's not hard to think of content. You just named off twenty different things. You're an expert in so many different fields, man, and like give yourself some credit. You definitely know what you're talking about. and like, You are, you know, years and years ahead of people who are just starting out. So if you can help those people, you know, in getting their career started, even as a DJ or as a bride and groom, like what it is, I think that's both of those avenues could be very like helpful for people to to, to not only find what it is that they would need as a vendor to get into the market, but also as a a customer, like, what am I looking for? Also, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of different things. So give yourself some credit. I like that. But it's, it's just spreading joy. And that's why I love you, man. I think this was uh, really, really fun. And I can't wait to hear what comes next from you. I really am just excited to see um, what this year looks like. And you being in Atlanta now, like you are where you're supposed to be. So keep following your dreams, man. Anything else you want to share? Where can people find you? I should add. Where, where should people find you?
1: Uh, they can find me on uh, Facebook under DJ Chocolate Rain. Instagram, DJ Chocolate Rain uh youtube uh i don't even know what my youtube name is i want to say it's dj chocolate rain as well
0: <laughs> it makes make sense but i can uh, you can let me know later <laughs> uh,
1: for um tiktok it's uh i think it's emmanuel Smart 7 on there but uh and then if you guys want to find me on um on a uh, soundcloud like anything on mixes it's dj chocolate rain 7 so those are those are my avenues and uh yeah come and finally come listen to me if you guys need a gig let me know i'm here and i'm ready to spread the positivity and joy
0: love it man i'll be sure to link all of that in the show notes so if anyone has any questions or wants to hit you up they'll be able to do so but uh this was really fun i appreciate it so much taking the time to talk to us today giving us your feedback and your insight on this last year um we'll keep in touch i want to see what happens next for you
1: sounds good thank you so much for having me and uh It was nice to catch up with you.
0: (laughs) Oh, he gets it. He knows. (laughs) All right, Dory, man. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of the day. We'll talk soon, okay?
1: Okay, talk to you later. Have a good night. Thank you,
0: thank you. Bye. Bye. The Ketchup Time Podcast is an original podcast produced and recorded in Orlando, Florida. Remember to subscribe to the Ketchup Time Podcast to get notified each week when new episodes are posted. You can also follow us on Instagram at ketchup underscore time. Thanks again for listening to the Ketchup Time Podcast.